WSVU North Palm Beach, W240CI North Palm Beach, W295BJ Jupiter, W223CJ West Palm Beach. Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer. Uh, this is a show all about how not to get ripped off by your car dealer when you're buying, leasing, maintaining, or repairing your car. And yes, this is a true oldies station. You're on the right station. You were probably just listening to some great 60s, 70s music, and that's not what we're about. We're two hours of live radio talk. We like to think we're exciting and educational. I'm in the studio here with a group of experts on automotive. Uh, experts not just on buying and leasing, but we've got Rick Kearney here, who is a certified diagnostic master technician. He's an auto computer scientist. We've got Nancy Stewart, the co-host, and uh, she's kind of like our woman's advocate. She's uh, she's about uh, having women taken uh, care of in a respectful manner when they come into car dealership service departments or sales departments. And we've got my son, Stu Stewart. And uh, he's our cyber guy. He's also the general manager of the car dealership that I own. And uh, in full transparency and disclosure, you need, need to know I am not just a recovering car dealer. I'm currently an active car dealer. But this is not an infomercial. And this is not something that uh, we are doing to sell you cars. You'll find uh, no reference to what I do in terms of retailing cars. But... I like to think that my knowledge that I've gained since 1968, about a half a century of uh, being a car dealer, that's how I call myself a recovering car dealer. I did it the wrong way. I did it the way most car dealers are doing it today. Bait and switch advertising, unfair and deceptive trade practices, sales practices, um, get you in the door and sell you a car for as much money as they can. It's always amazed me that the way cars are sold in 99.9% of all car dealerships in the USA, and I think the world, is make as much money off of every customer that comes to the door. Salespeople are paid on commission, 25% typically of the profit they make. So the higher the price they make the car, the more commission the salesman makes, the more commission the sales manager makes, and of course the more profit the dealer makes. So Five people come into the same car dealership on the same day and buy the same car. I don't mean literally. I mean the exact year, make, model, and accessories. They buy this, the same price car, MSRP. They will all pay different prices. All five people will get a different price. The least educated, uh, perhaps the new buyers, never bought a car before, perhaps the elderly widow whose husband passed away uh, five years ago has never bought a car before, she pays a lot more money than the hotshot young attorney who comes in who negotiates for a living. He's sharp. He does his research. He's educated. No problem. He can go in there and negotiate a good price. He might buy the car for $100 over the dealer's cost. Meanwhile, the kid, the 18-year-old uh, buying his first car, he pays full price. Uh, the widow might pay a $10,000 profit to the dealer when the attorney paid a $100 profit to the dealer. That's the way cars are sold. That's the way I used to sell cars. We figure our average profit based on 
the highest profit and the lowest profit. And we'd have a target, maybe $2,000 or $2,500 average profit on a new car. The way we got that was by just absolutely killing the people that could least afford to pay the profit and then selling the car for a very low profit to the ones that were sharp and educated and knew how to negotiate. So I didn't mean to get off on a tangent there, but I get emotional <clears throat> when I think about the way I used to do business. So we're here to help you all get a fair price, a low price when you lease or buy a car. Now the same thing I just said about selling cars applies to repairing cars and maintaining cars because you can pay way too much money to a car dealer or for that matter an independent garage, independent um, mechanic, uh, then you have to and we're going to help you there too. Uh, it's a wild wild west out there in car dealerships today and uh, we're going to try to tame the west a little bit. This is, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to, I'm the new sheriff in town and we're going to try to get things straight and fair for all of you out there today. Now, uh, before I go on, <clears throat> I want to talk about something that Nancy Stewart and I were talking about coming in this morning uh, to the studio. And uh, she'd done some research on Takata airbags. You regular listeners out there are probably uh, saying, oh no, he's going to be talking about Takata airbags again. We've been talking about Takata airbags. This is our third year, and nothing has been done. Uh, if you've been on Mars for the past two and a half years, you probably don't know that there are millions of cars on the road today that have dangerous airbags that can explode in your face, sending steel shrapnel throughout the whole cockpit of the car. It can kill you, maim you, and it happens a lot. Cars are being sold every day. There's no law against it. In all 50 states, no problem. You don't even have to tell the customers buying a car with a defective to got airbag. Don't even have to tell them that it's got a problem. So Nancy was saying, we're going to talk about to got airbags. She said, I wouldn't say this on the air, but, you know, this is really getting old. And isn't it a shame that it's getting old? And I'm thinking to myself, isn't it amazing what we Americans, or I guess it's a human thing, we humans can get used to. We get used to almost anything. And because nothing's been done about this, and it's been going on and on for uh, what, two and a half years now, since the Dakota, um, you know, call it what you want, uh, scandal hit the world, and it did hit the world. It's not just not the United States. And millions and millions of cars are on the road today. Three out of four of those cars will never be repaired. Only 25% are being repaired. Every day somewhere there's a Takata airbag exploding in somebody's face, somebody being killed or, or seriously injured. Uh, so we're going to talk about it anyway. I, I feel like uh, we have to talk about it. I feel like there's a lot of folks out there in this audience, attorneys, manufacturer representatives, car dealers, a lot of people in the know who really know what's going on. And what is going on is the fact that money trumps everything. Money trumps human life. And the manufacturers stand to lose hundreds of millions, maybe billions of dollars if they stepped up to the plate and did the right thing. So the manufacturers will not take action. The car dealers are in the same boat. 
if suddenly they froze the sale of every car that had a defective Takata airbag. And if you do that, you'd have to freeze the sale of every car that had a dangerous recall. <clears throat> Any car with a dangerous recall should not be eligible for sale. If you did that, suddenly, worldwide, well, let's just say USA, and the USA, suddenly, they, could, they would stop selling millions of cars. It would have a huge economic impact on the manufacturers, on the car dealers. And let me tell you, you take the lobbying power, General Motors, Ford, Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and all the other big manufacturers, and the tens of thousands of car dealers in this country. You take the lobbying power in the state legislatures, state legislatures, and the Washington D.C. There's no way there's going to be a law passed. All the folks out there that are in government, shame on you. You know what's going on, and. Uh, it's just, uh, we're just going to keep on talking about it. <clears throat> I had a little epiphany this morning. My son Stu and Nancy kid me a lot, get up early, drink a lot of coffee, and I, I'm pretty sharp in the morning. At least I think I am. And I had an epiphany this morning. I haven't even shared it with the folks in the studio, with Nancy, Stu, or Rick. But, you know, when you're driving your car down the highway and your taillight's out, what happens? cop pulls you over, right? Taillights out, non-functional taillight. They can either give you a ticket or a warning. Typically, they give you a warning. Now, license plates can be cross-referenced to VIN numbers, the serial number of the car, right? Cops have a computer in their car. They see your license plate, they know your VIN. Brilliant. Okay. I think I know where you're Gov going with this. There you go. <laughs> Gov government computer, NHTSA, www.safercar.gov. All the VINs with all the unfixed dangerous recalls are in there. You just solved the problem. All the cops in the United States, all they have to do is pull people over if they have an unfixed recall car. And if they'll pull you over for a taillight being out, that's not going to kill you, is it? But a defective airbag that isn't fixed can kill you. Maybe they can just send you a citation by mail. Yeah. Now, somebody out there, we have a lot of law enforcement people out there. Somebody out there in law enforcement, tell me what's wrong with that plan. Why can't we have a law? Yes, Rick? Just to play devil's advocate. Okay. Fifth um, Amendment. Fourth Amendment. The number of cars that I see on the road today with brake lights out, headlights out, driving with their high beams on because they only have one high beam left. Okay. And they never seem to get pulled over. Well, why don't we, maybe they have too many to worry about. Why don't we forget about the headlights and the tail lamps yeah. and worry about what can kill you? Let's not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yeah. One person saved to be worth it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just see a, a great, as a corollary to that, is we've, you've got all these VIN numbers already in the registration files. Why not have the state simply tell the computer, compare this to the NHTSA files, and send a letter out to these people telling them, hey, this is from the state of Florida. You have an open recall. Because we're asking the government to do what they won't do anyway. Right. And we There's... already have the police on the roads. We have the sheriff. We have the municipal police. Uh, we have any law enforcement officer. Nancy. Okay, folks. Uh, you heard Earl say it earlier. He's the new sheriff in town. <laughs> uh, I say that we uh, name it the Takata Test. 
uh, we've got too many laws out there on uh, the road. Yes, I said it, too many laws. Everyone has become very, well, shall we say, complacent. We're here, let's ladies and num- gentlemen. Let's give the number out. I'd like to hear from we're the We're here, ladies and gentlemen, and we're on your side. Yep. Does it sound like Consumer Report? Yes, we're looking out for you, just like Consumer Report looks out for you. The Takata Test, I can't say enough about it. Ladies and gentlemen, how do you feel about all of these vehicles that are on the road that could possibly kill the driver or you that's driving on the road with that person? Please give us a call with your thoughts, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we talk about the Takata problem every single week does has anyone checked recently do you realize that you can go and you can google takata debacle the disaster you can google all of that and you can come up with all of the names and the ages and the type of car that this person was driving that got killed we're really getting very used to the topic aren't we comfortable. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Help Earl Stewart fight for you to keep you alive and your family. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We already have a call this morning and that call is from Frank from Jupiter Farms. Welcome back to the show, Frank. Hey, good morning. I got a quick fix for Earl with his his airbag problem. Yes. Okay. When you go to renew your license plate, the DMV has your VIN number. Let them not have uh, a decal for your tag till you get it fixed. Another great idea. Fantastic idea, Frank. That is a great idea. It, it's going to take some action somewhere by the government. And uh, it's the problem is the government... Uh, is elected, and uh, they need the money to get elected. And the lobbyists for the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, the National Automobile Dealers Association, and there's a a group of um, manufacturers, an alliance of manufacturers, that have billions of dollars uh, to spend. And they don't want to have this law enforced. They don't want to freeze the sale of these cars. If a person bought a car and was pulled over or was told he couldn't renew his license, there would be an uproar. What we're trying to do now is get the word out to the public like you to get out. I'm, I, I, Earl, I, I, I'm, I apologize. My silly cell phone is breaking up really bad. Oh. But um, I do thank you. About a year and a half ago when we heard first heard you on the radio, uh, the five cars on my children and family had them had the airbag problems. So thanks, we got we got them all fixed. Well, Frank, uh, thanks thanks for that and thanks for your suggestion. It's an excellent suggestion. If you just tuned in, Frank's suggestion is when you have to renew your registration and license, they have your VIN. It's a government computer, the VIN's in, the government computer for NHTSA. Uh, all you do is you tie those two computers together, and it flashes up on the screen that says, unfixed to cut airbag. And the person at the Department of Motor Vehicles says, I'm sorry, Frank, I'm not going to give you a registration until you get this fixed. You bring it in, get it fixed, and it will show up on my computer, and you get a registration. Rick? Gee, that'd be like states that uh, when you want to have your registration renewed, 
your car has to be checked over by a mechanic to make exactly. sure your brakes are safe, your tires are safe, the lights are all working. Exactly. Downside, there's not enough <laughs> parts to fix all these cars, so you, you mm. get your ticket, but you can't fix the car. Yeah. Ladies well, but it, at least the people would be aware that they have not because a lot of these folks don't That's know. True. That's true. At least put them on notice. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you can see how passionate we feel about the Takata problem. And uh, we've been uh, we've been preaching, uh, but we've been preaching alone. We need you. Give us a call. Give us your thoughts. How do you feel about being able to go into a used car dealership and just buy a car that will kill you? Or a new car dealership. They're allowed. They're allowed to sell a used car, and they won't go to jail. But... Well, I'm not going to take this any further because you can hear how passionate I feel about the topic. And we have been at this for, you said, three years. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Uh, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. What did I ask you this morning? What is it, 50 million, is it 50 million cars uh, that uh, have been affected there are uh, by death. There are millions, yeah, millions. Millions. Worldwide. Um, we usually offer $50 to the first female caller. I'm going to sweeten the pot a little bit. I'd like to offer $50 to the Police Benevolent Association for every law enforcement officer who will call in and comment on the Takata airbag issue. As a law enforcement officer, if you are a patrol officer, particularly if you're a Florida Highway Patrol or if you're, if you're an officer that issues uh, traffic tickets, we talked earlier about the fact that you can offer, you can ticket a person driving with a headlight out or a taillight out. If you'll ticket a person for a defective headlight or taillight, why not ticket a person for a defective Takata airbag or any unfixed dangerous recall. Uh, how many um, how many drivers have been pulled over for the frame that runs along your license? Uh, they very uh, few. Are there are, is has anyone been fined a hundred dollars? Very uh, very few, but it is on the book. But it has happened. Yeah. Uh, okay. What, what I'm suggesting, and you law enforcement officers listening right now, I'll donate one hundred dollars to the Police Benevolent Association for every law enforcement officer in your name will donate, donate it to your Police Benevolent Association if you will call in and comment your opinion. You don't have to agree with me. Would you feel that it was more important to ticket somebody or issue a warning to someone just to tell them, you might not know this, but you have a Takata airbag in your car that is defective and you can take it to the Honda dealer or the Ford dealer or the Toyota dealer and they'll repair it for you free. But right now, you're endangering your family. Uh, it could be the passenger side airbag. It could be the driver's side airbag. Right now, this car you're driving could ca possibly cause serious injury or fatality. And here's a warning and here's a suggestion that might save you or a member of your family's life. Law enforcement officers listening to this show Please call and comment. We'd like your opinion on that. And as I say, I will donate $100 to the Police Benevolent Association. 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, we have a mystery shopping report coming up. And uh, it too... Uh, 
will get your attention, or at least I hope it will. And uh, to all of you out there, um, as Earl said earlier, uh, the police benevolent, uh, it, it, there's so many people that can help us with this. Right now, uh, we kind of feel like the Lone Ranger. We need you, just like you need us every Saturday morning. So give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. And remember, ladies, I have $50. Well, or even if I feel a little more generous, I may have more than $50 for the first two lady callers. So ladies, go to my Facebook page. I have a little comment there for you. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Remember, the Mystery Shopping Report is coming up from Advantage Ford of Stewart. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, I just had a thought. Some of you ladies could double dip us on the uh, reward because if you're a female law enforcement officer and you're a first-time caller, you get 50 bucks for being the first female caller and you get 100 bucks to the Police Benevolent Association. Then you call in and, and disguise your voice and get another $50. There you go. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497- Six five three. Oh, let's get those textures cranked up. We usually we have a flood of text, and we haven't been giving the text number out often enough. That's area code seven seven two four nine seven six five three. Other Texas, and of course the call in number eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We can talk about other things. I know I've gone off on a Takata rant. And when I talk to cut airbags, I need to remind you that there are hundreds of other dangerous recalls, safety recalls, that you need to watch out for. And lest I forget, it's so easy for you to check yourself. And you should check yourself if you don't know, especially if you're in the process of buying a car. Look at the VIN number, the vehicle identification number on the car, and go to www.safercar.com. Gov, S-A-F-E-R-C-A-R dot gov, www.safercar.gov. Just write that down, and then when you're around your car, uh, you got your registration, or look on the door jam, look on the uh, dashboard, or the windshield, you'll find the uh, VIN number somewhere, and uh, check it. Don't be driving a car that could hurt you, or kill you, or a member of your family, and if you're buying a car, for heaven's sakes, uh, we did the... Uh, shopping report of Advantage Ford and Stewart and uh, I won't I won't tell you exactly what happened but I'll kind of give you a hint our worst fears were recognized and it's going on all the time again nobody's scrapping these cars they're building the cars they're going on the road they've got dangerous airbags nobody is scrapping these cars they're being sold sometimes they're wholesale but when they're wholesale in a car auction a dealer buys it and then that dealer retails it to you. I guarantee you, you, member of your family or friend, right now is driving in a car with a safety recall that's not fixed. How do I know that? Statistically, 75% of the cars with recalls are never fixed. That's what makes it such a crime when the manufacturers will put it's a Takata airbag in a car today. Yes, they are. Cars are being built today with Takata airbags. Knowing 
that if that's a cargo airbag, when it gets two, three, four, five years old, will be dangerous. And then they say, well, when it gets dangerous, we'll issue a recall. And they know that three out of four will not respond to the recall. Why? Because you can't find the customer that bought the car the first time. He traded it in, and then, they tra- and then the next customer traded it in. Sometimes the third or fourth owner is driving that car. And unfortunately, our databases are so poor that the manufacturers are unable to find these people. So An impossibility. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think you heard uh, the recovering car dealer use the word rant, uh, that he was uh, on a rant, and it was all because of the Takata airbag uh, and the lack of attention that it deserves. Let's give it some legs, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, if you want to check your car out, safercar.gov safercar.gov enter that VIN number and see if you're driving a recall there isn't a morning that you don't wake up that you don't turn on the TV and hear a recall look at Mazda was it yesterday morning Uh, there's so many recalls that are going on uh, but a recall where you have a uh, a light uh, that's uh, on your dash that's lit up that's something well, I don't think it deserves as much attention as the Takata airbag topic. So, ladies and gentlemen, help the recovering car dealer. He needs your help. We all need your help. Let's save some lives. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Let's change the subject a little bit. It is something that uh, I was watching on WPTV. And uh, uh, what's the uh, uh, consumer guy that talks about don't waste your money? Yeah, don't waste your money. And they were talking about gap insurance. The gap insurance, as probably a lot of you know, is insurance that car dealers sell you, that your insurance company can sell you, that protects you when there's a large discrepancy between what the insurance company will pay a car that's been totaled and what the market value is. Uh, When you buy a car and you wreck the car, depending on your down payment and how much you paid for the car and a lot of other variables, sometimes the insurance company's reimbursement uh, is far short of what the car, uh, of what you paid for the car. And your loan that you have to pay the car off is is pretty great. I was a little disturbed by the WPTV uh, presentation. Usually, I like that segment of the show, the Don't Waste Your Money show, but they were pushing the gap insurance. They were saying that it's a really good thing to have for a lot of good reasons. And it can be a good thing. But what they didn't get into is the fact that when you buy the gap insurance, you are buying it oftentimes from the car dealer. The car dealers are marking up their gap insurance considerably. Uh, a car dealer in many states, most states probably, uh, where the uh, gap insurance is not regulated, they can charge as much for the gap insurance as they want. Uh, there are car dealers that will charge you $1,000 for a gap insurance policy, and for the same policy, another dealer will charge you $500. You might buy it that, that policy from your insurance company, Geico, Progressive, State Farm, Allstate, for even less than that. So it's something we don't think about until we buy the car, and then when we're in the business office of the car dealership, Suddenly, you're presented with this 
wonderful insurance that you absolutely have to buy. Now, the irony for gap insurance is the fact that oftentimes the reason you really need it is because you're paying too damn much for the car. If the car dealer slam dunks you in the vernacular of car dealers and really makes a lot of money on the car, if you're paying the dealer a 5000 or $10,000 profit, then right away the cost of that car to you is going to be far less than the value of that car when the insurance company decides that they're going to reimburse you. So another factor is the length of your loan. If the car dealer hits you with a 72-month loan and you're making monthly payments uh, over six years, you're retiring or paying the, the uh, equity off on that loan very, very slowly. And so if you do wreck your car, you're going to have a huge discrepancy between the payoff and what you and what you have in the car in terms of equity. They call that being upside down in your car. <clears throat> so the dealers often, the car dealers often, are responsible for the fact that you really need the gap insurance. And then they try to sell it to you, and then they overcharge you. So Misled. my advice on gap insurance, check with your insurance company. In fact, you could even check with another insurance company. If you've got State Farm, call State Farm and say, this is what I would like to get a quote on. How much would you would charge me per month um, on my insurance policy? It's linked in with your insurance policy. Absolutely. And uh, don't buy it from the car dealer. Uh, if you're going to buy it from the car dealer, just like your interest rate, shop and compare. You know what the insurance company will charge you. You know what the car dealer will charge you. Go with a better deal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, negotiate negotiate on every level do you really want to go in to the dealership and you want to pay for gap insurance for like a thousand dollars uh there there's another stew i was just gonna say it's 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 really frustrating because with the internet you go on a dealer's website and, and and a lot of dealers will put their prices online so you can do some price research before you get there but when you go, when you start looking for the F&I stuff, the gap insurance, you can't find that on their website. They don't want you to know that ahead of time, so you can't shop and compare. I mean, there are a few, there's a few dealers out there that will put it on there. If they get it on their website, then before you go to the dealership, you can call your insurance company and see if it's a, if it's a fair price or not. Sure. What I found was whenever I Googled was the definition of gap insurance, but I couldn't you know, to what you just couldn't said, find any I couldn't find any find any prices. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, it really pays to do your homework before you walk into that dealership on so many levels because there's so many ways that they can, well, take advantage of you, and you could be the shrewdest, sharpest person in the world. And uh, these car dealers, they know how to get around it all. Now back, well, let me give out that number one more time, 877-960-9960. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, there's a power in numbers. Also, don't ever go into a dealership alone. Take somebody with you. Give us a text. How do you feel about the topics that we've covered so far this morning? 877-497-6530. Or you can call us at 877-960-9960. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Hey, I just got a great text. Hi there. Long-time listener, fourth-time texter. So what happens if a first-time female police officer calls? Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. First-time police officers, female, you double dip. 
we're going to pay a female 50 bucks for a first-time female caller, and then we're going to donate $100 to the Police Benevolent Association. Uh, if you talk to us, we don't care if you agree with us, we want to know you law enforcement folks out there. And if you're worried about anonymity, I know that if maybe you work for the blanket, you know, the Riviera Beach or the West Palm Beach or the or the uh, Stewart Police Force, maybe you don't want to go on record on radio. Just tell us your law enforcement officer. We'll take your word for it. We'd like to hear your opinion, and we don't. You don't even have to give us your accurate, your real name. You can to get the check to you. We will send it to you off the record, and you can tell our, the person in the control, in the control studio, uh, so we don't expose you. But we really would love to hear from law enforcement officers. We want to know what you would think about being able to warn a person based on cross-referencing their license tag number with their VIN number cross-referencing that with the NHTSA website to see if there's an unfixed uh, dangerous recall. And uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can go to safercar.gov and enter the VIN number, and you can get the results uh, that you need uh, by going to safercar.gov. We have uh, Nick who's calling from Stewart. Welcome back, Nick. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Come well, thank hey, you. Nick. Okay, I'm a retired police sergeant out of New York, and oh, right. uh, did about close to 30 years. And um, most of my work was was more uh, non-patrol and vehicles, police vehicles. Mm-hmm. But I have a thought: when a vehicle is stopped by a police officer and they know if the Takata airbag is in that car, mm-hmm. what they should do, and this should come through the uh, Florida DMV, is you have 10 days to have this remedied. Or your license is suspended. Ah. Well, that'll certainly, uh, you know, uh, get them moving to get it to get it fixed. I love it. But to me, it's not. Sorry. I love that. Well, That's great. No fix, great suggestion. Yeah. Now the other thing is, uh, at the federal level, the Department of Transportation should codify into federal law to eliminate all the lobbies and, and say, listen, if this has to even go to the Supreme Court, mandatory. It's unconscionable to have these things. These these are um, weapons of death. If yes. you think about it. Yes. All right. And there should be this shouldn't even exist. Yeah. So why not build Takata, the company? And if they're still building and using Takata parts, then shame on the car companies that are even allowing that. They should be held criminally liable. This has to go beyond civil uh, remedies. It has oh, yeah. to go into into the criminal arena because when you're talking about fatalities, um, it, it, it's reckless at, at the at the lowest level. It's yeah. not negligent. Yeah, you're right. Because they know they're knowingly installing these weapons of death into into vehicles. You're so, absolutely you're absolutely right. Some of I- my thoughts. I, I sense your anger, uh, like my anger, yeah. Nick, your your frustration and your outrage, and uh, I'm so glad you called because we need we need more people to understand this. It's it's um, it's beyond my comprehension how something this terrible and dangerous can continue to exist. And uh, the manufacturers, uh, what I was going to, you know, what Nick's suggestion, if you just turned in, he's a retired police officer from New York. His suggestion was we should have the police, when they have a VIN, 
that is uh, detected to have a dangerous Turkana airbag recall, they should issue a uh, warning or a notice uh, to the individual when they pull them over that they have to have that Takata airbag or other dangerous recall fixed within 10 days or else their license will be suspended. Now, that is a great idea. What I, what I was going to say to you, Nick, in some cases, they can't be fixed because the inflators are not available. And there are thousands, tens of thousands of cars on the road now that cannot be fixed. Uh, our mystery shopping report that we will read later in the second half of this show, the airbag on the passenger side of this particular vehicle uh, was defective, but there was no inflator, which is the part that needs to be installed to fix it, available. So whoever's driving this car when they buy it can't fix the car. So if your police policeman pulls somebody over and issues, you have to get this fixed in 10 days, the question is, what if he can't fix it in 10 days? Uh, his license is susp suspended, and there's nothing he can do about it. Uh, Maybe what we need to do is have a law that says if you can't fix the car, then the manufacturer that built that car has to provide a car to this individual to drive until he can get his car fixed. That's a great idea, and I think that should be done. Uh, or, you know, not only recall, mandatory recall of these vehicles and get them off the road and have and force the car manufacturers to give them a car that has a reliable airbag Bingo. that's not going to kill them. Bingo. And, and what's going on now, Nick, is uh, we got some people listening to us that know you're, you're speaking the truth, and I'm speaking the truth, and they're starting to tremble because the, the consequences of freezing the sale of every car in America that has a defective Takata Airbank or other dangerous recall, freezing the sale of that until they're fixed would have a disastrous effect on the economic, uh, it would be the economic impact on the manufacturers and the car dealers. And the argument is uh, we can't afford to do that. It would crush our economy. That's the argument. And, of course, the counter-argument, yeah, it'll crush our economy. But right now we're killing hundreds of thousands of people, and we will be continue doing this until somebody faces the facts and takes action. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, uh, do dollars are always, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you, you know. It's Follow the money. money. Follow the money. It's all about the money, and it's a shame. And a lot of people out there, politicians out there, <clears throat> you know, the political ads are starting now. We're listening to um, people running for governor, people running for senator, and they're making all these promises out there. Have you heard any politician on any political ad take a stand on dangerous auto recalls? No. Why? No. And the money. Nor, nor will they ever. Nor will they ever. Because if they did, they wouldn't get the financing for their campaigns. And they got to get elected, and that's all they care about. That's right. Until, God forbid, it happens to one of their family members, and then they go on a crusade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nick, uh, listen, I want to donate uh, $100 to the Police Benevolent Association on your behalf. And uh, if you would stay on the phone uh, and give uh, your contact information, we'll send you a check. Uh, made payable to the Police Benevolent Association, and you can present it, or if you'd prefer, we can make the donation directly. 
you could make it directly, and since I live in Stewart, and I know quite a few of the Stewart uh, police officers, because um, I'm already out close to 16 years, mm-hmm. um, I would send it to the Stewart. Uh, Stewart? CBA. Okay, to the Stewart they Police. I will do that, yeah. Nick. And thank you so much uh, for the great call. And if you've got any buddies out there that are, that are uh, uh, you know, they're police officers in Stewart that like to voice their opinion, we'd love to hear from some of your friends and acquaintances in law enforcement in Martin County. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Uh, thank have you, a blessed Nick. day, and uh, it was very nice talking to everyone. Have a great weekend. Thank Take you, care. Nick. Thank you very much. Well, isn't that an exciting call? You know, we had some conversation from our listeners. Uh, you heard it. Nick gave us a call from Stuart, and we're going to uh, be donating $100 to the uh, Police Benevolence Society. Would you like to be part of the show? Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Remember, ladies, I have some money for you. Give me a call. The first two lady callers, $50. And uh, that number again is 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now we're going to go to Mark. Mark's a regular caller. He calls us from the Turnpike. Good morning, Mark. Hey, how you doing? Great. One area I disagree with, Nick, um, they should go after the vehicle tag, not the driver's license because that can prevent people like me from working. It's only the vehicle on state, not the driver. Oh, I see what you're saying. Exactly. That's a very good point. I didn't even thought about that. Exactly. I mean, uh, you, you can retire that truck you're driving and then have the company <coughs> give you another truck, and then you can continue going. You don't want to take away your, your driver's license. Excellent thought. And yeah, big th- trucks don't have airbags. Yeah, yeah. I, did, well, I didn't know that. I learn something new every day. Big trucks don't have airbags. Most of them don't. No, I'll be darned. Huh. How about school oh, buses? Do, but many trucks they don't, don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> they destroy everything. Well, they have. Right. When you figure a, a, a huge truck like that in an accident is not going to have that same He's fine. sudden stop, it's going to decelerate slowly so you don't have that sudden slam forwards. And if you do. Well, it's probably going to be an accident that you wouldn't survive whether the airbag was there or not. What's very interesting? We should, we should all drive semis. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah, wouldn't a, want to find out the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Mark, great call. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, Appreciate great. it. Yeah, no, another point. Another point. Do you remember before 1983 we had motor vehicle inspections? Yep. Yep. That would That's be something we need. That that was you know the the reason that those stopped was because an overwhelming uh, uproar by the drivers. Uh, it was inconvenient. It was it mm-hmm. took up their time, and uh, it's uh, it was just a political thing. It was it was good. It was good for safety. Uh, it was good for a lot of things, but it wasn't good for the politicians to get elected. It's kind of like the uh, traffic cams now. The uh, the, the stoplight cameras. Nobody likes the stoplight cameras because they don't want to get arrested for going through a red light. Well, <clears throat> it's also like the emissions testing we had exactly. back in the mid-'80s. Exactly, yeah. It's, uh, it, I remember that, too. It's all political. Uh, life is politics, Mark. And uh, whether it's life or death, uh, getting reelected trumps life or death. That's more about the money. Exactly. It's not a shame. Here we are talking about this. I, you know, I'd love to hear. I'll pay a thousand dollars to a politician that'll call up someone running for office. Anybody, thousand dollars. Should I donate to his campaign? 
I feel guilty about that. You, you might almost have to because you're not going to do it otherwise. Okay, I'll do $1,000 to any politician that's running for a political office right now if he will call up and discuss this issue. Or she. Mm. Or she. Yep. Hear that, politicians? Anybody. Now, you know you're out there. I mean, you could be running for city commission, uh, for state senate, uh, representative, uh, governor, anybody running for public office out there, and you don't even have to be in Florida. If you're running, actively running now, I'll donate $1,000 to your campaign. If you will call up and talk about your position on this issue of dangerous recalls in cars. What about the ones that are already serving? Well... Uh, they're, already have an effect. they're already in office. I'm, I'm talking. They're, yes, they're yeah. already in office, yeah. and they may have a possibility to well, be able to change or help change the law. will be on the ballot in, the, in November. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're giving away a lot of money this morning, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And you heard the recovering car dealer. He's given away a lot of money. He's reached out to the ladies. He's reached out to the Police Benevolent Society. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he's reached out to the politicians. Uh, who have we left out? Give us a call with your suggestion. You are an important part of the show. 877-960-9960. And we have Robert that's been holding from Boynton Beach. Hey, Robert. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Robert. Good morning. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. What's up? Can you hear us? It looks like we got a little low. Uh, Can you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. Can you hear us? We're having a problem uh, on the audio here. I'm sorry uh, if you can't. Hear us, we can hear you. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what we should do here is maybe uh, ask you to hang up and call back, but then again, you can't hear me telling you to hang up and call back. So, well, we got text to go to. We have text. Uh, until we get that uh, technical problem resolved, let me go to the text here. Um, Steve from New Jersey. How about having the car insurance companies refuse to give or renew a car's insurance if the defective airbag? It's not been replaced. I love it. It's their risk. Exactly. Risk management. Exactly. That is a great idea. There's yeah. so many simple approaches that we can take, uh, and we're having wonderful suggestions. Uh, or your rate skyrockets if you don't get it fixed. Exactly. And it's fixable. Exactly. Insurance companies w should not renew insurance on a car that has a defective, dangerous recall. That'll cost them money. And licenses should not be renewed, or the license plate should not be renewed. Good point from Mark. Driver's license might be a person who earns a living. Just don't let that vehicle on the road yep. that it has, and you go that by the license plate. We're getting some amazing suggestions. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. <clears throat> let me read the uh, uh, Steve from New Jersey. How about having the car insurance? Well, I, I just read that one. I need another one. Uh, oh, sell these cars at, at auction to used car dealers, right? Uh, okay, I got that one. I got another one here. Oh, here we go. No? Here we go. Earl, Johnny from Riviera Beach. A new law went into effect July 1st in the state of Georgia, make it a hands-free state, which means it is against the law to drive in the state with your cell phone in your hand. 
There are no 90-day grace period, and if caught, you'll get a $50 ticket for the first offense. I think that's a great idea, and Florida should do the same. That's a very interesting question. Uh, changing the subject slightly, texting and driving is a bad thing. And the fact in Georgia, apparently you just can't have your phone in your hand. If you have your phone in your hand, they're assuming you're doing something with your phone. You're either talking on it or texting, or maybe you're playing uh, solitaire. How long ago did they enforce that law in California? It's been forever. Yeah. yeah. You get caught with a phone in your hand. Yeah. Fine. So I, I, I like the idea. What do you think about it, our listeners, our texters, 877-960-9960? What do you think about making it a law in Florida like they did in Georgia? $50 fine for the first offense. I'm not sure what it is for the second third. probably goes up pretty quick. Finding people for driving with their smartphones in their hands mm-hmm. or their dumb phones. You can have a phone in your hand in Georgia. It's interesting. What do you think? 877-960-9960 or text us at 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Rick, did you have something you were trying to say? I was just going to say that with, with that phone system, you know, most modern cars now that are, are three years or newer, three years old or newer, mm-hmm. Hands-free cell phone actually has been out a lot longer than that, but hands-free texting, you know, all this it's 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 out there right now. Yeah. You, you literally you do need, don't even take your hands off the wheel. You'll touch the yeah. button one time, and your hands stay on the wheel, and everything else is done by voice command. Yep. Yeah. We got another text back on the subject of Takata airbags. Uh, good morning. What does a customer do when they want to get the airbag replaced from the dealer, such as? Cog and BMW tells you they can't get airbags. Then they show you numerous cars on their back lot that they can't sell because they can't even get airbags there. Robbie from Stewart, Florida. Well, first of all, I would like to, I'm assuming the cars that they have on their back lot that they can't sell because they can't get airbags are used BMWs. And uh, I'd like to know more about that because I would salute Coggin if, in fact, they're not selling these cars. What what dealers are typically doing with these cars is they're wholesaling them. So um, if you uh, know anything about Coggin BMW or you are uh, an employee of Coggin BMW, uh, give us a call, 877-960-9960. Are you storing the cars on your lot that you trade in? Any make if you can't fix the airbags? Or are you just keeping your BMWs that you can't fix and putting cars out, maybe loaners, to your customers? Uh, I would I would think that these are probably cars that uh, your customers brought to you because they had a defective airbag and BMW couldn't provide you with an airbag, so you took their car back, stored it, and then gave them a loaner to drive. I think that's what's the case. And in that case, it's congratulations to BMW and to uh, Coggin BMW. Now, I will say this, that BMW is one of the largest uh, manufacturers that have the problem of not having the inflators available. BMW, Ford, and Honda are the ones that have the backlog 
we can't fix your cars. So shame on BMW for that. But congratulations to BMW if you are, in fact, giving free loaner cars. I think it kind of depends on the car dealer because we've had complaints about uh, Bremen BMW in this area not giving loaners unless you beg. And uh, they won't say, here's a loaner. They will say, uh, okay, if you're going to call BMW and complain, we'll give you a loaner. So if you happen to have a car and you do know that it has a dangerous recall or a particular target airbag, you should go to your dealer and you should demand a free loaner car if they can't fix it. And if they won't give it to you, meaning the local dealer, you should raise hell with the manufacturer and go to the 800 number for the manufacturer and say you demand a free loaner because you cannot fix my car. And that they will do it if you if you put enough pressure on them. Stu, have I caught up on my text yet? or? I think you are. Okay, 877-960-9960 for verbal. And, of course, the text is 772-497-6530. We've covered a, a lot of subjects. We've mainly covered Takata airbags and dangerous recalls, but we talked about gap insurance. Absolutely. And we talked about, um, also, I've talked about the, uh, what we just got through talking about, the uh, digital the, uh, the smartphones, the fact that in Georgia they have a law that says they're going to give you a fine if you hold your phone uh, in your hand exactly. while you're driving your car. Exactly. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've covered some hot topics this morning. Join in. We'd love you for, your, uh, for you to call and give us your opinion. And uh, you have uh, a great possibility this morning of winning a lot of money. Uh, that's just a little teaser. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And remember that mystery shopping report that's coming up. Yes, we went back to Advantage. And that is Advantage Ford in Stewart. So stay tuned for that. You are an important part of the show. And I want to thank you this morning, as I always do, for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. Join in the fun. 877-960-9960. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, the silence is deafening. And I'm not just talking about the phones not ringing for regular callers. It's for politicians not calling. I really had a little bit of a, you know, I just had a little bit of concern. I said, boy, am I going to cost myself a lot of money? I just opened my big mouth, and oftentimes my big mouth can get me in trouble. It's going to cost you a fortune. And I said $1,000 to any politician running for office anywhere in the country thousand dollars to his political campaign if he will call the show and just discuss the Takata airbag recall issue well, and then Nancy said asleep. how about any politician and I didn't answer but I'm gonna answer now okay if you hold a political office anywhere and you will call the show and discuss the Takata airbag issue we'll pay a thousand dollars to your campaign contribution to your campaign now you know there are a lot of folks out there that are holding political office you know there are a lot of folks out there we have an audience of about 20,000 people just statistically there's some politicians out there and if they're not politicians out there which there are there are a lot of people that know politicians okay call somebody you know call call Rick Scott yeah, call uh, 
Uh, Senator uh, Nelson. Yeah, call Nelson. Call Pam uh, Bondi. You don't, you're either a politician or holding office or one running for office. Call the show. $1,000 to your campaign. Okay? Wow. What does that tell you, folks? I mean, I hate to be a conspiracy theory guy, but doesn't it make you wonder what of our politics, if they're afraid to talk about it? I mean, call me up and tell me I'm stupid. Call me up and tell me I don't understand the issue and tell me why I don't understand the issue. Call me up and tell me why you haven't tried to pass a law or enter a bill to get a law to make it illegal to sell a car with a dangerous recall. This goes for local, county, state, federal, anybody out there in political office. $1,000 to your campaign. You know, the voters are listening to me right now. And the voters are wondering why you won't call me. You call your, you call your friends and acquaintances and you ask for contributions. I'm going to give you a contribution. Explain to the voters why you won't call Earl Stewart at 877-960-9960. If you're a politician, you hold political office, or you're running for political office, $1,000 contribution. If you think you're a good guy or a good gal and you think you should be elected, you should, you should need campaign contributions to help you get elected so you can do a great job for your constituents. I think we have a caller. Oh, phones are down. Hey, um, I'm going to take advantage. That's the reason we don't have calls. Uh, texted you that a little while ago. Okay, you can text us. <laughs> text, yeah, you can text you can us text at 772-497-6530. Uh, Earl, uh, do you have any texts over there? Because if do. you don't, I have a topic I want to cover. I have a text. Okay, Earl's going to share that text with you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are down, so text us at 772-497-6530. Your voice still can be heard this morning. Here's a text. I heard that Ford is discontinuing, discontinuing building sedans after 2020, 2020. Yet the Toyota Camry is one of the top-selling cars in the U.S. What does Toyota know that Ford doesn't? Bill and Jupiter. Well, uh, I can tell you there is some truth to the whole car thing. Cars are fading out. Uh, Camry sales are down. Truck sales are up. SUV sales are up. Uh, hybrid, not hybrid, uh, Crossover sales are up. Uh, the larger cars, larger vehicles are selling with the gas prices being relatively low. And uh, one of the problems, and this is an interesting uh, thing that drives me nuts, I drive a car, I don't drive a van SUV, uh, is the uh, lower profile cars makes it difficult uh, visually because most of the cars on the road now are trucks and vans and SUVs. And one of the things that annoys me is being a car driver, I can't see very well. When you're up in a truck, you have much better visibility. So it's kind of like the more trucks and vans and SUVs on the road, uh, the less cars because of that fact. Not to mention the fact that uh, you've got more room. A lot of reasons for it. So yes, uh, Camrys do sell. They'll probably continue to sell. But I can easily see the day if energy prices continue to drop where there will be no cameras, there will be no cars, and everything will be the SUVs, vans. It's just the way it's going. Exactly. And, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't uh, hear me earlier, the phone 
phone lines are down and you can text us at 772-497-6530 and uh, from Linda uh, she says that uh, Rick Bradshaw should call well I totally agree Rick Bradshaw in fact I'm going to read you a text I forgot to mention this but I sent a text to uh, Mike Gogger Mike Gogger is uh, is a uh, number two to Rick Bradshaw and uh, Palm Beach uh, County Sheriff's Department uh, great guy and uh, he's the number two man to the man himself Rick Bradshaw the sheriff I sent him this this morning <clears throat> Mike I got a question I assume your deputies can access the VIN of cars they see on the road by cross-referencing the license plate numbers why can't they run the VIN through www.safercar.gov the NHTSA website to determine if there's an unfixed safety recall. Deputies can issue a ticket or warning for non-functional taillights. Why not for non-functional airbags? So, Mike Gogger, uh, Rick Bradshaw, anybody with the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Department or the Martin County Sheriff's Department or the Broward County Sheriff's Department, anybody in law enforcement, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Our phones are dead, unfortunately. I hope uh, we can get those fixed. We seem to have a lot of problems with our phones here. Mm. I don't know why that is. Internet. Next week, we're uh, bringing in our own conspiracy. phones. It's yeah. Okay. Uh, Let me give the text number out. 772-497-6530. We have to rely on text because we can't do the phones. So we will give that out a lot of times. Here it goes. 772-497-6530. And I'm going to give it out even again. 772-497-6530. Please text us if you're an all law enforcement officer, if you're female and you haven't called the show before, or if you have any comments. Politicians. Don't have, don't have phones. Politicians, a text, $1,000 to your campaign. An existing politician in office, someone running for office, $1,000 to your campaign. If you'll text us at 772-497-6530. And, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time uh, that Earl is uh, offering to be, well, shall we say a little lax on the rule uh, to win $50 or $100. He just said that you could text us at 772-497-6530 and you could still win the $50, the $100. That's how passionate we are. That's how passionate the recovering car dealer is. He wants to hear from all of you. 772-497-6530. I have a story from the uh, Daily Business Review that I've been trying to get uh, across to our audience. Uh, Do we have time for that? Let me, uh, I think I have a text here. you have another text? We have a text here. Okay. I'm thinking about restoring an old Chevrolet pickup truck. Uh-oh. As I start the process, will I be required to meet current safety and admission standards, like adding seat belts? Scott from Jacksonville. Uh, I think Rick's got the answer to that. I actually have looked into this. Um, it's going to be based upon the actual year of the vehicle that is on your title. And the reason for the reason I looked into this is I looked into the idea of building a, my own motorcycle, but there they they base it on the year of what year you built it, 
if you're just building it with aftermarket parts. Well, I know the now answer. On, the on, I know the answer is no because we have a 1937 Pontiac, yep. and we drive it on the roads, and it is restored. It's restored to original, and it doesn't have seat belts. It doesn't have airbags. Uh, in fact, it doesn't have any of the safety uh, devices that you find on the car since 1937. So, if you have an antique car. Uh, and it's a certified antique, uh, it's legal to drive it on the road without the extra safety device. Right. 1957. Whatever, whatever year your car is, 57. those are the safety standards that you have to have in that vehicle. Hmm. That's great information, Rick. Yep. Great information. I'm sure there are a lot of people who didn't know that out there. And thank you for texting us, 772-497-6530. It must be frustrating for you folks out there trying to call the radio station and wondering what the hell is going on. And all we can say is we just don't have phones. A whole lot of nothing. Ha happens a lot <laughs> around here. It's a conspiracy. They're trying to <laughs> shut. It's the, yeah. the powers that be are trying to shut us down. Yeah. No, they're it's just. conspiracy. I got another text. Mm -hmm. And another one after that. Okay, here we go. Thank God for text. Okay, here we go. Don't text and drive. That's a good one. <laughs> Rick likes that just, one. Uh, just now. Uh, and we did the old Chevrolet pickup. I think that's it. I got one coming. You got one coming? Yep. Okay. Um, my fingers are going as fast as they can. 772-497-6530. Please text us because we can't get our phones working here at the studio. And uh, really a shame. Here it goes. 772-497-6530. And the new text is... Hello. Why does it take so long to buy a car? I went into a dealership knowing exactly what I wanted and didn't need a test drive. It took over five hours for me to walk out the door. The negotiations are ridiculous. Well, how true. I mean... Uh, as I've said before, car dealers are selling cars the way everything was retailed back in the 20th century, more like the early part of the 20th century. Archaic, uh, it is a, uh, it's a dinosaur system. And it works because the car dealers have a monopoly on selling cars. If the manufacturers could sell cars directly, like Apple sells smartphones, it wouldn't happen. The car dealers are entrenched by archaic franchise laws. They cannot be touched. They cannot be terminated. They cannot be eliminated. We have car dealers that have amazing protection under state laws, 50 state laws. They can basically do anything they want to and get away with it. So it's like buying a horse. You go in, it's haggling, hassle. Five hours? Excuse me, let me talk to my manager. Every time we do a mystery shopping report, it's the same thing. Steve goes to Charlie, Charlie goes to Lucy, Lucy goes to Billy, and then Billy goes to the manager, the manager goes to his manager. It's a back and forth, it's game playing, and it's a shame. And it's the way cars are sold, and you're stuck. We recommend you use the Internet as much as possible. We recommend True Car www.truecar.com. Uh, we also recommend Costco.com. If you're a Costco member, we have reservations about Costco, and we've talked about it on this show a lot. Uh, Costco, you will get a better price from a Costco dealer than you will directly. Uh, you'll get a better price from a True Car certified dealer than you will if you go directly into the car dealership. So there are two ways to save yourself some time. One right after that. Got another one. Here we go. And here comes another one. Okay. Excuse the pause here. Pauses are poison on radio. Dead air. 
Hi, guys. Love the show. Do you know the current laws concerning tinted windows? It seems to me that many, many cars, um, two front windows are tinted, are tinted well. I'm not, uh, the tinted windows, an interesting point, uh, tinted windows. Every state has different tinted windows laws. Uh, maybe uh, Rick or Stu or Nancy knows the exact uh, tint uh, degree of tint in Florida. But if you have that degree of tint in Florida and you go to Georgia, you could be yeah. breaking the law. Yes. And uh, we found out. As a Toyota dealer, I normally don't like to mention Toyota because people know that I'm a Toyota dealer, and this is not an infomercial, and we don't care about Toyota. We care about you. But Toyota was tanning windows for all the Toyota dealers in the southeast United States. So I complained to Toyota because a customer of mine complained to me because he got a ticket in New York, and he bought the car. Mm -hmm. The car was uh, built by Toyota, and it was tanned by Southeast Toyota, and the tent that Southeast Toyota pre-installed on the car that I sold him was illegal in New York. So I paid his ticket for him, and I told Toyota that they better reimburse me. And not only did they reimburse me, but they stopped tending cars because of my complaint. So, yes, tent is something that can be... It varies. It varies here. Rick, to your point? Uh, according to the Internet, which Florida tinting laws, 28% of light must be able to get through the front windows and 15% for the back windows. Now, unfortunately, unless you've got some sort of a fancy light meter. What state is that in? That's Florida. Oh, just Florida. Yep. And every state is going to be different. Some states may not allow any tint at all on the front windows. And it has to be also non-reflective tint. So I would check any state that you're going to be in, I would check their rules if you're going to have any window tint at all that is added on. Now, you mentioned that Southeast Toyota was doing that window tint addition, but what, was that SET itself or was that Toyota factory? Because I don't think the factory will tint them beyond any legal amount. Okay. Got a very interesting text here. <laughs> you know, we read everything. Everything Slow is down. <laughs> unexpurgated, right? So I have a picture... Oh, a chicken coop. Yeah, that's true. I, you heard me right. Chicken coop. And it says, do you know why my chicken coop has two doors? And I don't know. Because if it had four doors, it would be a chicken sedan. Ah. <laughs> that's <an old laughs> that's Frank. Frank from oh. Jupiter Farms. Thanks, Frank. Actually, we, Frank was on the phone when the phones, when our phones went down, so he got cut off. So. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Thanks, Frank. We need a, a little levity because I'll start... I was starting to get too intense with the, the phones being out. Yeah, uh, and I have something to share with our audience that I've been trying to, well, share with the male and the female uh, listeners. Uh, there was a uh, news article that appeared in the Daily uh, Business Review, and it was about a young lady who was uh, wanted to purchase a vehicle out in uh, California, Fremont, uh, to be exact, and she went to Auto Nation Honda, and the sales pitch was so aggressive and uh, things got so disturbing uh, that she asked for the manager after well a while and uh, the manager arrived and uh, he uh, sat there with her and listened to her complaints and after all of that and also all of her information about how women affect that car purchased 
you know, ladies, there's more of us than there are of the male-dominated uh, boys club. So that might have sounded well. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, she was very passionate about her purchase, and she decided that she was going to affect the ladies uh, uh, in a special way. And she went to work for AutoNation right out there, AutoNation Honda, and uh, she increased the traffic. What did I tell you earlier about the traffic that she had increased out there at AutoNation in, uh, in Fremont? AutoNation Honda, I mean, it, it went up to like 18%, uh, I think, that mm -hmm. uh, the ladies started coming in. And uh, she, uh, she, she did a lot for that dealership by increasing the uh, sales. So anyway, I'd like to share that to you. I'm sure that all the ladies don't feel like, um, you know, sitting with a manager uh, for over an hour to change things at a car dealership. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, you can make a difference by doing your homework and intimidating these uh, these guys that they they call uh, the uh, boys club. Intimidate them. They can be intimidated very easily just by you doing your homework. So, Texas, what do you think? How do you feel? There must be a lady out there that needs fifty dollars. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Well, we got a text attaboy. I love attaboys. We all like attaboy. to have. We all like to have. Uh, Pats on the back. Great to see this program. I'm scheduling my airbag recall replacement right now because of you. Thank you for the reminder, Darlene from Jupiter. Thank you, Darlene, for the uh, acknowledgement. And uh, uh, you did a, a good thing for yourself and your family. And uh, probably for a lot of people listening because you should follow uh, Darlene's example. I mean, it's easy to procrastinate on these things, but you don't want to procrastinate on something that can cost you or a family member your life. Yes, uh, ladies, excu excuse me for just for a second. And earlier, ladies and gentlemen, I did give out uh, the place where you can go to check whether your car has been recalled or not, and that's safercar.gov, and you can just enter that VIN number, and you can get the information yourself. 772-497-6530. We've got a text from one of our greatest callers and texters and our most regular um, well, listeners to this program, Don from LaBelle. Don says, because salesmen can't negotiate anything except lowering trade-in value, would a tactic be to save time to demand to talk only with the sales manager or you'll leave? And uh, I say that's from Don from LaBelle. Uh, another great suggestion, Don. If I were uh, a civilian, you know, not a car dealer, and I was out in the market trying to buy a car, uh, I would go straight to the top guy I could find. And yes, uh, absolutely. You save yourself a lot of time, a lot of aggravation. First of all, you're dealing with somebody more knowledgeable. And one of my favorite expressions is the best bluff is when you're not bluffing. You have an idea in mind what you can buy a vehicle for. As Nancy says, a lot. Uh, do your homework, do your research, check with consumer reports, uh, go to True Car, go to uh, Costco Auto Buying Program. There's a lot of ways you can get good prices for the vehicle that you want to buy. Once you have a pretty good idea what you should pay for the car, go into the car dealership and when uh, the salesman comes up, say, I'd like to speak with your manager. When the manager comes up, you might even say, I'd like to speak to your manager. Uh, go to the top and say, listen, I'm here. I don't want to waste time. 
I know what I have to pay for the car. I want your out-the-door price. Be sure to include all those fees that you feel necessary that I pay. I don't want to quibble about dealer addendums or dealer fees or uh, notary fees or tag agency fees. I don't want to quibble. All I care about is the total out-the-door price. The only thing I'm going to pay you in addition to the price that you quote me is going to be government fees for the tax and tag. Give me that price and if it is close to the price that I have researched and will pay, we can do business today. If it's not, I'm going to do a 180 and I'm out of here. And remember what I said, the best bluff is when you're not bluffing. So if you can do that, you'll save a lot of money and time and you'll buy a car for a good price. The problem is a lot of people just can't do that. I mean, <clears throat> I'm a kind of an aggressive person. And uh, if I think I'm right, I stand up. And that's my personality. I'm not proud of it. It's just the way I am. There are a lot of people out there that don't want to come across as aggressive. And so these are the people that are polite. And unfortunately, the nice, polite people are the ones that are taken advantage of. Our shopper, Agent X, he's really good. He's really aggressive. He can't even make himself be real nice sometimes. And so we really get a little bit of a unrealistic view when we send Agent X in to do a mystery shop because he can, if you read between the lines of the mystery shopping reports, you'll see where, oh gosh, an ordinary person wouldn't have said that. An ordinary person would not have asked that question. And that's what we do. Uh, so most people out there are just being taken advantage of. It's really sad. Uh, give us a call by text because our phones don't work. 772-497-6530. Very sorry about the fact that our phones are not working. But you can text us. It's 772-497-6530. Uh, back to my story that I was uh, talking about uh, just earlier about from the Daily Business Review. Uh, nobody asked, but uh, Alana did end up purchasing a vehicle. That's good. That's an important part of the story. It is. Uh, also, what's more important, uh, being silly, uh, that uh, Alana said she ultimately bought the used Honda Civic, uh, and she bought that from another dealer. Also, uh, there are four more women working at the dealership now, and uh, they're outselling, and they're alongside many men. As you well know, it's male-dominated as far as uh, salespeople are concerned, but they're outselling uh, 25 men in that dealership. So there's uh, four, four women out there now, all because of a lot of... You know, speaking of women and the workplace, and it's a... Uh, I don't like to go back to my business because I don't like to think of this program as having anything to do with my car dealership. But sometimes the examples are too important to ignore. And uh, we are, we're trying to hire more women in my car dealership. We want 50%. Why? Because half the population uh, of the planet are women. Half the population of the, of the people who buy cars are women. Uh, you know, that's, that's a no-brainer. Uh, most women would prefer to buy a car from another woman, and most uh, men probably would probably uh, prefer to buy a car from another one. We find women are better salespeople than our men <coughs> for a lot of reasons. So we're trying to hire more women. Uh, 
we uh, we told the uh, the public that we want to hire more women, and I got sued by a man. The man said we were discriminating against men because we were trying to hire more women. Now, remember, we've only got about, what do we got, Stu, 25 30% of our sales force women? About 30%. 30% of our sales force. We want to have half. And so we're trying to actively hire more women. All things being equal, a man applies and a woman applies. They have equal abilities. We want to hire the woman. So we got sued for the uh, EEOC, uh, federal lawsuit through the EEOC. The EEOC, after uh, examining our case, d declined to take action against us. So the individual, the man, has now filed a suit against us uh, himself, saying that we discriminated against him by uh, our advertising. Uh, the EEOC said we did not, said that we didn't hire him for other reasons, which is true. So another little thought for, to put in the heads of the women out there and the politicians who will refuse to text the show, I was going to say call the show, any politician who texts the show that will discuss the Takata airbag issue with us uh, will get $1,000 to his campaign. It can be an active politician or one running for office. And I'm talking local, state, or federal politics. But... Our laws are stacked now against women. Uh, a company that wants to hire more women should not be penalized for trying to hire more more women. Uh, we should be. It should be like affirmative action. We know we have done women a disservice in the workplace. We all heard about the glass ceiling. We know what's going on. The Pound Me Too movement is really, really hashtag. Hashtag. I did it again. <laughs> You don't have to say how you just say Me Too movement. Hashtag Me Too. <laughs> or just say Me Too. I got, there's a lot of old guys out there that know what I'm talking about. Hashtag Me Too. Um, at any yeah, rate. In, you know, uh, pound Me Too sounds a little masochistic. It does. Uh, to, uh, to, it what, does. to what you're saying. I mean, pound. Uh, pound <laughs> pound <laughs> Me Too. Pound Me Too. Hashtag. Don't pound me. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> Me Too. Anyway, let's get serious about it. Unless you're, you're talking about pound cake. Sorry. Oh, no. now we're all pointing at you. Uh, to my story again. Uh, out here in uh, California, out in California, can you imagine how many dealerships a woman walks into or a man where they turn around and they leave because they did not get what they wanted? So that's what Alana did. She went to uh, another dealership. She purchased her vehicle, and uh, she went back, and she got a job uh, at that uh, dealership that she had walked into. And... Uh, Honestly, ladies, I expect to hear from her uh, this week. I did make a phone call out there, and I expect to hear back. So, uh, ladies, uh, again, 772-497-6530. Uh, uh, first two new lady callers, and be sure to say that you are a new uh, caller or texter, whatever. Uh, the phones aren't working, so 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, the text is working. Here's a text. When you bring your call, car in for service at the dealership, are they required to notify you of any recalls? Well, there's no law saying you have to do that. Uh, the manufacturers uh, are supposed to tell their dealers to do it. Uh, the dealers should do it uh, if for no other reason than profit <clears throat> because they get paid when they do a recall. Recalls are free to the customer, but the manufacturer reimburses the car dealer. The technicians are paid, uh, 
the service advisors that you see in the service drive when you bring your car and get paid. Uh, everybody makes a profit when you bring your car in. So it's good business for car dealers to notify you of outstanding recalls when you come in. The car dealers are all supposed to be uh, proactively contacting their customers. But because of something I don't understand, uh, the lists that we are provided with to call our customers are archaic. We were recently provided with a list by Toyota. And it was about eight or eight hundred fifty. Eight hundred and fifty, and what was it? About five percent. Yeah, the accurate. cars had been traded in, sold, yeah. no longer driven. So, so the this came from uh, uh, Toyota National Headquarters, and it was a obsolete list. Uh, my feeling is that the Department of Motor Vehicles, the State Department of Motor Vehicles, in all fifty states, probably have current lists. Yeah, they could update the manufacturers. How can you not? have a current list. If you register your car, you have to, otherwise you get a ticket because your, your tag's expired. You register your car, you register it, and you have to have your address, and it's in the databases of all 50 states. Why can't Toyota and all the manufacturers get the current databases so that they can notify the customers? As I said earlier, 75% of the cars on the road right now with recalls have never been notified. Only 25% bring their cars in to get fixed. And the reason being, eh, reason being of uh, just uh, apathy on the part of the manufacturers, the car dealers, uh, and the public. I have to say it too, the folks driving these cars, you're being apathetic. You need to check it. So easy. So yes, easy. Safercar.gov. What's easier to remember than safercar.gov? Enter that VIN number, safercar.gov. Check on your recall. It's well, going to be up to us, folks. But thank you for the text. We have uh, to take the responsibility. 772-497-6530. What I would do if I brought my car in, if they didn't say anything to me, I would ask the service advisor, and I would say, would you please run my VIN in your computer just in case there's a recall of some kind that we don't know about. And that's entirely possible that a recall could have been issued yesterday or last week and uh, no one knew about it. Sometimes it takes a while for the word to trickle down to the guy in the service drive. Absolutely. 772-497-6530, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, well, we've, uh, we've laid a lot of money on the table this morning, haven't we? Yeah. A lot of money on the table, and for those folks who just tuned in who are trying to call us and wondering why they can't get through, it's because our phones are broken. And uh, I apologize. It's embarrassing to have a live radio talk show and sit here in the studio for two hours when the phones don't work. Uh, this happened once a long time ago, uh, but we didn't know the phones didn't work. We just thought we had a lousy radio show. And we sat here, and I was, I no was, one's listening. I was crying. I was, I, I was beating my head up against the, the desk, yeah. and saying, "Please, I'm begging." And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see that video, text us. I have two hundred dollars for you. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Okay, we're getting close to mystery shopping report time, and I think what we'll do is maybe jump into it just a little bit earlier because you, you know there could be a miracle and the phones get fixed 
Uh, so we can always finish the report, and then we can go back and answer some questions. Again, my apologies. My apologies for the phones. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd love for you to vote on this mystery shopping report. I want to tell you it'd be the icing on the cake, and you can do it very easily. Just tap away, 772-497-6530. Enter that number. Uh, and if you're not interested in voting on the mystery shopping report from Advantage Ford in Stewart, well, at least you can save your own life. Enter that VIN number, safercard.gov. Uh, we've mentioned it over and over again because we're not getting the kind of help uh, from uh, Pam Bondi uh, or uh, 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 Rick, Rick Scott uh, or uh, uh, Nel uh, Bill Nelson. Bill, ne yeah, uh, the whole kit and caboodle. Brian Mast. Who? Brian Mast. There you go. Okay. Saw him this morning. He said hello. Now we'll get into the mystery shopping report. Uh, first, I want to. Uh, tell our regular listeners that this is the first uh, Takata Airbag Mystery Shopping Report we've done in a while. We've been going after the Costco uh, member auto buying program, and uh, we've had some success. We shopped uh, eight dealerships on the Costco member auto buying program. We've had a conference with the Costco member auto buying uh, executives. Uh, we've had some progress. Uh, we've had some understanding. Uh, they're studying the program. They're going to study some changes. So I want all you Costco members to know we still got your back. We haven't given up on this. And we still feel the Costco member auto buying program will, in spite of the problems, give you a better price than you would get if you just walked in the door to buy a car. So we're not saying don't use the Costco member auto buying program. We're saying... Uh, be cautious and Very be, cautious. Ca be cautious of the dealer fees and I plural say that Costco member auto buying programs allows the dealers to add the dealer fee they say fee and one of the progresses we made with the Costco member auto buying program is that the dealers have multiple fees especially in Florida they have two three maybe four fees a lot of the Costco member program in South Florida are only adding the one fee, and then they sneak on the extra fee. Uh, dealer installed accessories is another bone of contention. But they're working on that very positive meeting we had. So we will still keep the Costco member auto buying program as recommended. But we recommend TrueCar right now as being the preference of those two. And we'd like to have the Costco member auto buying program come around and adopt the TrueCar policy of not allowing dealer fees or dealer installed accessories to be added to the two car price and that's what we're working on we think we might be successful now for our first Takata airbag mystery shop in uh, eight weeks at least mystery shop of Advantage Ford in Stewart Florida right now there are millions of vehicles in the United States affected by an extremely dangerous safety defect in their airbag systems specifically the part of the airbag assembly known as the inflator, a component manufactured by a company called Takata. By the way, Takata no longer exists. Uh, the company's been bought by another company, but the Takata airbags continue to be manufactured. The inflator is supposed to do what its name implies, inflate the airbag when the vehicle gets into certain types of collisions. The, the Takata airbag inflators, however, <coughs> do a little bit more. 
the propellant used in these Takata inflators can degrade over time, especially in humid climates like Florida, causing it to explode much more forcefully than it was designed to. See, the inflation is really a controlled explosion, and what's happening with the Takata airbag inflators is uncontrolled. It gets out of control. The uh, ammonium nitrate explodes just like a hand grenade. This can cause its metal housing to turn into razor-sharp fragments, shrapnel, that can maim and kill the occupants of the vehicle. New vehicle manufacturers have issued recalls to repair this defect, but the extent of the problem is so massive, there's no way for replacement parts to be made at a sufficient rate to fix them all. So these replacement parts are simply not available, leaving millions, M, millions with a M, millions of drivers without a remedy and at risk for a life-threatening disaster. There are also millions of these affected vehicles currently being offered for sale by car dealers and independent sellers. Now that's the crime. And that's what I say, shame on you politicians. You can't call us because our phones are down, but you can text us. And I know you're listening to this report. If you're a politician or running for public office anywhere in Florida or all 50 states or for a federal office, call us. I'll make a $1,000 contribution to your campaign. You can't call us. I just said that. But you can text us. 772. What's the number? 772-497-6530. Texas, $1,000 contribution to your campaign. Oh, okay, I lost my place. I got so upset. Well, there's no law. Yeah, exactly. There's no law, and that's why we want the politicians to call. Um, New, make, new vehicle manufacturers have issued recalls. Uh, so these replacements are simply not available, leaving millions of drivers without a remedy and at risk for a life-threatening disaster. Okay, that's here we go. I just said that. Um, the real problem is there's no law. This is a real problem. And as you know from this show, blah, blah, I just said that. Car dealers are free to sell these death traps with no disclosure to unsuspecting customers. I apologize for reading what I just read. No, oh, I, I think that's important that you read that over again. Maybe we should read it over and over again to get everyone's attention. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you want to vote on this mystery shopping report. Help us. 772-497-6530. We are shopping at Vantage Ford in Stewart. Our campaign to raise awareness of this problem is in its third year. Hard to believe. Seems like it's only been yesterday, but we've been talking about it. Uh, this is the third year. One of our most effective methods of shining a light on this is through mystery shops. Of the nearly 100 dealerships we've investigated, nearly all of them have failed the test. I mean, we really went after them in the first year, and we do uh, maybe 20 shops. We do phone shops. did a lot of shops, and we've done about a hundred mystery shops of car dealerships selling these and nearly all of them have failed the test. Cars are being sold as we speak. There are several ways a dealer can fail the Takata test. The worst way is to blatantly lie to the consumer and tell her that there's no recall when there actually is. Now we have seen this 
where there was no doubt that the salesperson knew. We've seen it with Carfax and all check reports in their hands, which disclosed the, the recall and the salesperson looking the mystery shopper in the eye and saying, there is no recall. These cars are perfectly safe. That's number one. Another way is to fail to mention the existence of the recall, and this is virtually what most all car dealers are doing, allowing the customer, customer to proceed through the sales process, ignorant of the danger. <clears throat> the third way is to acknowledge or disclose the recall but give bad information to the consumer about how to remedy the situation. For example, telling the customer to simply bring the car to the manufacturing dealer when in fact no fix exists, no inflator exists, they're not available. Or to simply tell the customer that it's their responsibility and sell them a dangerous car anyway. The fourth way is to advertise the car for sale only to tell the customer they cannot sell the car because of the Scott airbag recall. This doesn't happen very often, but we'll see as we research it on the computer. We'll go to a car dealer's inventory. We'll see a car there with a Takata airbag, and we run it through the uh, governor, you know, www.safercar.gov, and we'll see that it's an effective airbag recall, and uh, it's advertised for sale. We go into the dealership. They say, oh, we can't sell you that car, but we got another one just like it. Bait and switch. That's the fourth way. Yeah, it's pretty Th rare. Yeah. This week, we returned to the Takata issue and investigated the local Ford dealer, Advantage Ford and Stewart, to see how they handle the sale of an extremely dangerous vehicle. We began on their website, navigated to their used car inventory. The listings uh, were sorted by price, low to high. The very first car on the list was a 2011 Nissan Bursa with a price of $4,995. It had 111,000 no, miles on it. That's low mileage for a 2011. We know that Nissan Versus between the years of 2007 and 2012 have a strong likelihood of being affected by the Takata recall. So we copied and pasted the VIN into safercar.gov. We had a hit right away. First car we checked. And we know that there are other cars like that in their inventory too. But the first one, first one we checked, the Advantage Ford had both a driver's side and a passenger side to carry an airbag recall. We triple-checked this on AutoCheck, Carfax, and Nissan's own recall check website. There was no question this was a very dangerous vehicle. We saw that parts were available for the driver's side, but the repair had not been fixed, hadn't been done. Which makes you wonder why would they put it on the lot and why they would advertise it for sale. Driver's side had not been done. The passenger side was a no remedy recall. No part was available. The inflator was not available. You buy that car, you're stuck with it. You can't fix the, the passenger side recall uh, airbag. Agent X went to Stewart to try to buy the car. Here's a report. Prior to departure to Stewart, I called Advantage Ford, speaking in the first person, because if I were the mystery shopper, I called Advantage Ford to confirm the availability of the used 2011 Nissan Versa. Any folks out there buying a Nissan Versa, by the way, keep this in mind, uh, the 2007 to the 2012 are likely to have a Takata airbag recall.
I spoke with a person named Christine. She said she worked in the internet sales department and would be the one to help me. Uh, she didn't know if the Versa was uh, available, but offered to check and call me back. 15 minutes. I gave her my number, thanked, and I waited. Christine called me back in 10 minutes. Seemed excited to tell me that the Versa was available for sale. We made arrangements for me to meet her at 7.15 p.m. She would have the car waiting for me up front. I hurried to my car and left for Stuart. On the way, Christine called me to say another salesperson, Tim, would help me. She explained she had an emergency to attend to. She said Tim was ready with the Versa and the keys. I arrived on time, saw the Versa parked right up front, as I as promised. I went in and sat found Tim quickly. He looked a little frazzled. He greeted me, but told me that he'd forgotten that he had another appointment on the way. He said Shane would be the one to help me. Now, it's funny how these uh, mystery shopping reports usually involve multiple individuals, but that's just the way it is. A busload. Car dealerships. <clears throat> on cue, Shane approached, shook my hand. We walked outside to the Versa, parked right up front. He asked for my driver's license so we could take it for a test drive. I gave it to him, and he went to get a license plate. I poked around a lot, took some pictures for a few minutes while I waited for Shane to return. The Versa looked like an older car, nothing terrible. Shane ran back outside, popped a plate on the back, started the engine, started nicely, and we took off. On the ride, I asked the first of the three questions. Now, you regular listeners will know we go through this process on all of our Takata airbag uh, shops, and this is the first of the three questions we ask every salesman. Has this car ever been in an accident? Shane said he didn't know, but would check an uh, auto check on it for me when we got back. So we'll check that later. Drove along for a bit. Then I asked him the second of the three questions. Any mechanical issues? Did the car check out well in the service department? Shane assured me that Advantage Ford was precise when they checked out used cars, and I shouldn't expect any issues. And that's almost 100%. Every time you ask a salesperson about the used car. This car is perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we would not sell an unsafe car. And, you know, the fact of the matter is sometimes these salespeople are innocent. They go to the sales meeting, and they get brainwashed. We wouldn't sell an unsafe car. Now, that's the manager. Maybe the manager's brainwashed. You never know where the brainwashing starts. But the salespeople most likely, I mean, you're not going to tell a salesperson, hey, we really sell some dangerous cars. We don't want to get into a conversation. They don't have that conversation. They believe probably what they say. I think everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I think you're right. There's no excuse. He didn't know. She didn't know. Uh, blah, blah. So he assured me no this was a safe car. <coughs> I changed subjects as I pulled back into the parking lot. I brought up the price of $4,995 and asked if that was firm. Shane said they didn't haggle on the Internet price. There's a, there's a little truth to that. Your Internet prices, if you can get an Internet price, are typically firmer than any other kind of price you're going to get at the car dealership. I, su I suggested we go inside and go over the numbers. Once I was seated, Shane excused himself and said that he would get the auto check report from his manager and reminded me if I'd uh, asked uh, 
and it reminded me I had asked about accidents. He came back with a printed copy, sat down, and pointed out that it had been in an accident. He turned to the fourth page and said, yeah, there was an accident. Looks like it was disabled, but the airbags didn't deploy. I guess, does he mean by that? Well, usually on these uh, on the history reports, it'll say if, if airbags are deployed or if it was towed or if it was disabled. But I looked at this report. It didn't say anything about airbags on it. He might have seen the airbag recall and his brain saw that, but it did say the vehicle was disabled. Hmm. Strange. Well, that, that could be as simple as a, a blown-out tire so bad that it can't be driven. That's true. It doesn't give you any details. Yeah. yeah. I asked him if... Uh, this would affect the reliability or safety of the car. He replied that they wouldn't sell an unsafe car. He laid uh, the report down, pivoted, back to the deal. I picked up the auto check report, leafed through it as he spoke. On the fifth page, I saw both recalls. Shane had not pointed those out, but he really never made it past the accident on the page four. I did not get the feeling that he did this on purpose. Shane asked how I'd be paying, and I told him cash. He left to get a proposal for me. The selling price was exactly as he said, $4,995. They added a $599 dealer fee and $548.10 in government fees and sales taxes. $599 dealer fee, they always had a dealer fee. have to say that's about the lowest dealer fee I've seen. Uh, they don't come any lower than that. Typical dealer fees that we see are over a thousand, sometimes over two thousand, or even over three thousand. He asked if I was ready to do it. I leafed through the auto check report again. I said I noticed some recalls on the report. I read these to him and asked if it should be of concern uh, for me or my family's safety. Shane said no. I shouldn't be concerned. He said that recall repairs can be done at the Nissan dealer across the street, and they wouldn't cost me anything. So I asked again, so I have no safety issues to worry about? Shane said no. Now, obviously, that's not correct because passenger side airbag can't be fixed because there's no inflator available. And uh, he's not even sure that the driver's side airbag uh, can be fixed right away. Uh, you just don't know what's going to happen. A lot of times, uh, the airbag inflators will be available, but the particular dealer won't have them. Sometimes they're back-ordered from wherever. Uh, anytime there are airbag inflators available, that isn't to say that every dealer of that brand in the U.S. has them available. Okay. We went back to the price again. I asked if he was firm on $4,995. He said he was. I asked about the $599 fee. Could he take it off? He said he could not take it off. That's all the dealer, that's all, all customers pay it. All dealers do it. And the Advantage Ford had one of the lowest dealer fees in Ryan. <clears> of <throat> was three statements, that's true. That is one of the lowest. All dealers don't do it, but most do. And uh, he probably can't take it off. You know, car dealers don't pay their salespeople on the dealer fee. And the salespeople run commission. So really, 25% of the profit is a typical commission. On sixty, on a $600 dealer fee, you're looking at, what, $150 commission that is 
costing the dealer, I mean costing the salesperson by having to charge that dealer fee. So uh, he can't take it off. If he could take it off, he would. I said I was a Costco member and asked if I could get a discount on the price, and he could not. So apparently he wasn't a Costco member. And kudos to the fact that he didn't lie about being a Costco member. I felt I'd beaten Shane up enough at that point. He was nice, and I began to feel guilty. I asked him to hold the car for me for one day, and I'd be back. He ran to get his manager and returned quickly with another man who shook my hand and agreed to hold the car. I grabbed the auto check and the buyer's order, and I left. Advantage Ford failed the Takata test. Why? Well, first of all, they were selling me an unfixed Takata car in the first place. Then the salesperson assured Agent X on multiple occasions the car was safe. It was not. He also erroneously told him that he could easily get the repairs done. The passenger side airbag had no fix. So he really failed big time in more than one way. Agent X sensed that Shane was an honest, honestly ignorant of this. Maybe this is true. But the end result is the same. A deadly car was being sold. This car is still for sale, and someone will likely buy it. In fact, someone will buy it if uh, this car dealership doesn't sell it. They'll wholesale it. Another car dealership will retail it. As I said earlier, they don't scrap cars that have defective airbags. They sell them. And if they don't retail them, they wholesale them, and somebody else retails them. So all these dangerous cars are being retailed guaranteed, eventually. Guaranteed? Yeah, guaranteed. Just as... Guaranteed, you can lose your life by driving yeah. a car that's been recalled. So we're gonna we're gonna vote on this, but I'm gonna renew my text challenge to the politicians. Text us at 772-497-6530. You know who you are. You're sitting in your car. You're sitting in your office. You hear this, you politicians out there that are running for office or are already in office. Call me up, tell me I'm crazy. Call me up and tell me that you really want to put a bill before the Florida legislature to make it illegal to sell cars with dangerous recalls. Call me and tell me anything you want to tell me on the subject of cars being sold with dangerous recalls. What is your opinion? Why have you been silent on the subject? Thousand dollar contribution to your campaign. Now, do I think you'll call? No, I, I, I'm almost sure you won't no. call. Text, I should say. Text us. You can't use the excuse that the phones are out of order because I'm giving you our text number. 772-497-6530. contribution to any politician in Florida or any other state running for local, state, or federal office. Or already in office. Hey, that's a heck of an offer. Mm -hmm. $1,000. So we're going to vote on this. We had a car that was sold at uh, Advantage Ford in Stewart, Florida. Uh, well, it wasn't actually sold, but he tried to sell it. Just it will be sold. Yeah. should be illegal. Rick Scott, I wrote him a letter a long time ago, ran that same letter full page in the Tallahassee Democrat, which is the main newspaper in Tallahassee. That's Rick's home. That's where his office is. I know he's read it. Rick Scott ignored it. Senator Bill Nelson. I will say this about Senator Bill Nelson, who is also running for office. 
Um, he talked about the Takata airbag for a long time, yeah. back almost three years ago, and uh, suddenly stopped talking about it. Somebody got to Senator Nelson. Could have been General Motors, could have been Toyota, could have been the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, could have been the National Automobile Dealers Association. Somebody that's important to Bill Nelson got to him, and he stopped talking about Takata airbags. Could have been Hichiro Takata. Yeah, could have been. Himself. Could have been anybody. And it got to that same person or the company has gotten to a lot of politicians. And that's why they won't call us at 772-497-6530. So let's go ahead and talk about Advantage Ford and Stewart and talk about how we should score the salesperson and also score the dealership. I'm torn. And, and the reason I'm torn is it's similar to the dealer feel like they're all doing it. I don't think that Shane intentionally tried to, to conceal anything. Yeah. I just think that nobody at that dealership paid attention to this. It, it's just uh, it's just the way they do business. It's not on their radar, so they don't they don't care. Yeah. But they're ignorant. I don't know. Now you're saying if we fail Advantage Ford, yeah, we, fail we have to we have to fail every Ford dealer. Yeah. We have to fade, fail every car dealer in Florida. They're all doing it. Yeah. So. We have, you know, we are a consumer advocacy show. We try to find a, a good dealer list and a bad. We try to have dealers that you can recommend. So, the sad state is, you can't use the Takata issue to fail. Right. I'm going to say, um, just in relatively speaking, and when we talked about the different ways you can fail the Takata test, they failed it in in not so an egregious way. I'm going to give Shane an, uh, a, a B. He sounds he seems like a good honest salesperson. Yeah. Uh, but C minus for the dealership. Yeah. Okay. Nancy? Uh, I'm going to give uh, Shannon a C, and I'll give the uh, dealership an F. Rick? Um, I agree on the C with Stu for the dealership, but I think Shane gets a C as well, simply because, as any police officer will tell you, ignorance of the law is no excuse. If you don't know what the speed limit is and you're speeding, you're still speeding. And Shane, if he's going to be a professional salesman, he should be checking these cars. He should know that an airbag recall is a dangerous thing. And he should be, you know, finding this out. Well aware of his product. Yeah. You know, as uh, before I vote, I just want to be sure, and I know Stu is handling our postings here on Facebook and we're streaming this live on Facebook. Uh, we're doing postings on, on Twitter and, and Instagram and Snapchat and everything. Uh, be sure the social media out there gets the fact that no politician, and a lot of you folks, um, our Facebook friends out there, no politicians. Does that strike you as strange that no one would want $1,000? If uh, one of your politician friends ask you for a contribution, Say, why didn't you call Earl Stewart for a $1,000 contribution on Saturday? Maybe they'll listen to the, well, maybe they weren't listening. Yeah. Call your politician friends out there, all you folks that are our friends I'm gonna. on Facebook. I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Call them also. And then if you didn't hear the show, didn't know about it, we'll be back on 8 to 10 next Saturday, Earl Stewart on Cars, on the True Oldie Station. We also have a grade from a Facebook friend of yours online on our live video. John Neal gives him a D. 
Uh, that breaks down to a C for Shane and an F for the dealership. Very good. Thanks, John. Hey, John, thank you so much. I saw where you uh, didn't tune in at 8 o'clock, but, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, you're, uh, you really punch a pack there. I mean, you really did it. I love it. They yeah. voted. How many other votes do we have? Yeah. We've got oh, – uh, um, I just saw that one. We've got something going here that is that – is, uh, to our advantage. It is a political season. We're coming up on the midterm elections. We have a lot of uh, those terrible political ads on television now. They're starting to drive you crazy. Well, the, that's the bad news. The good news is you've got a lot of hungry politicians out there. Now, our audience is above average. Our demographic, our educational level, our social media, all you folks out there, really, we're preaching to the choir. Most of you don't need as much help as we seem to offer on how to buy or lease a car or repair or maintain your car without being ripped off by your car dealer. So we try to reach the, the people that aren't as sharp as you. But the reason I bring this up is you, most of you vote. The people like you vote. And you have something you're going to vote for. So who are you going to vote for? I don't care whether it's a Republican, an Independent, a Democrat. Uh, we don't care who you're going to vote for. But you have somebody in mind, and most of you do vote. Call up these folks that you're going to vote. Email them. Tweet them. Contact them on Facebook. Contact the people that you would normally vote for and say, why won't you call Earl Stewart on cars for a $1,000 political contribution? or call the show next week if you haven't heard. That's what I'd like you to do, uh, Rick. And if the politician feels that they don't want to be seen as taking that $1,000, we'll donate it to their favorite charity. Well, why wouldn't you want to be uh, well, taking the money? I'm sure they will, but they're, they're, you know, they're, not, they're not taking the money personally. Yeah. It's going to their campaign. True. If you believe in yourself, I've, I've got nothing against political contributions. If you believe in yourself and you can help the world or you can help the state or help uh, the city of uh, Stewart, Florida, you want to run for public office, you need money to get elected. Yep. I'm offering $1,000 to any politician that will take a stand on the Takata Airbag issue. That's all. So um, spread the word. We want every politician within the sound of our voice and everybody who knows a politician within the sound of our voice to, to call the show next saturday yeah, too late now we only got a minute left let's I'm mention no let's mention nick who set the stage here for the uh, police uh, benevolent society and we're going to get that check out to him right because we mean what we say and we say what we mean yeah i'm going to vote uh i'm going to pass uh both the salesman i'm going to give the salesman a b i'm going to give advantage for it a c minus 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 hey we're twins hey and, and, and so I'm we're going to put them on we're going to put them on the recommended list and that's just a sad statement that we have to put a car dealer who's selling uh, cars that can kill you on the recommended list. Exactly. And, you know, hey. it's your fault, you politicians. It's your fault. And you regulators, it's your fault. It's not my fault. It's nobody's fault except yours. You're the ones that are regulate, and you're the one that make the laws, and you're dropping the ball. Very important topic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on a lighter note, uh, over at Big Dog Ranch, uh, we got a few seniors over there that we've had in the dealership, and they're not... Uh, they haven't been adopted yet, and uh, if you recall, uh, Maya and Falcon and uh, uh, who else, Maisie, uh, there's a few dogs. I think there's four or five, right? Pops. Uh, who? Pops. Pops. <laughs> no, I think that's Sophia. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Earl Stewart on Cars. 
from all of us here at the studio, we thank you for your dedication, and we'll be back next week, same time. <laughs>